0: Yes, Lord. And I just want to start off with a prayer real quick and then we'll get to our men's and the discipleship in the making. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this amazing night that you've given us, Lord. And we thank you for bringing each and every one of us here tonight, Lord. And Father, we just ask that you just allow these three men, Father God, to go and to do what you've called them to do, Father God. And, Father, we just ask that you touch them and that you speak through them tonight, Father God. And, Father, we just ask that everyone out here, Father God, that is listening to these messages, Father God, that you just touch them, Father, that you touch their hearts, that you soften their hearts, and that you give each and every one of us a revelation in this place that that we can go, Father God, and do more for you, Father, after this night. Father, we are all here for a reason and we thank you, and we love you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. And everybody said, amen, amen. And so tonight, just in case y'all didn't know, this is called discipleship in the making. And we do this, and we have a vision over here on this wall. If you can see, it's evangelism, discipleship, and church planning. And so we go, and we we go out of these, out of, out of here and we go and we reach people outside we go and we tell people about Jesus they come in and once they come in and make that decision to follow Jesus then we do the next step which is discipleship and we, we bring them in and we like hey you know we want you to learn more about the word learn more about Jesus do this and that and, and then we go and then we raise them up to, to preach the word of God and then one day we eventually get to that third one like we have the Carrollton Church. That was a church planning because of something that he was discipled. And he was, evangel- he was evangelized to. And, and because of that, he was able, we were able to start a church in Carrollton. And we want to do the same thing somewhere else. And it's starting tonight with these three guys. And so what I want y'all to do is just open your hearts up and just receive these guys tonight and receive what the Lord has for us tonight. Amen. Amen. And first we're going to have Paul come up. And so y'all just give him a, a hand and, and encourage him along the way, man.
1: Anything for Jesus, right? You know, this, this is difficult doing this, you know. I, it should come a lot more easier. And uh, standing up in front of people tends to make people nervous. Anyway, as you uh, get your Bibles open to Jeremiah 2911, and let me know when you get there. Hopefully you have your notebooks out, ready to take notes. Everybody's awake that I can tell. That's a good thing. And if you want a title for my message, it's going to be God's Plans versus My Plans or Our Plans. And sometimes our plans are in line with God's, and most of the time, probably not. They're probably skewed a little bit, right? Because of our sinful nature. Let me read Jeremiah 29. I hope everybody's there right now. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and hope, and a hope. So, and I kind of thought about this, you know, I you know I got a little teary eyed thinking about Parker getting ready to head out to college and and uh, we take him Friday morning bright and early and, and God's got a plan for every one of us and, and he he doesn't necessarily reveal that to us until we just go through life and and hopefully you know we've accepted christ as our savior because that's a big part of you know knowing what god's plan is for us is having jesus in our heart and having christ in our heart then we've got the holy spirit who's gonna guide us right so and thinking about parker going off you know we we've we've got to have a plan in our life and and it's always been in our mind that our children would Go to college. I've got a daughter who's 34, and she's a graduate from Texas A&M, and uh, so is her husband. And you know, it's. Uh, I wanted it to be different for my family and my children, because when I grew up, I had a great mom and dad. Some of you have met my parents, but my mom and dad didn't really, especially my dad, because you know, hopefully fathers, hopefully fathers are the are the the stone in the family. They're the rock and you know, they're the pushers and the guiders and the, and the mothers are more nurturing and loving. And I know Brenda definitely is a lot more than I am. But I didn't have a dad who would even talk to me about things. Not even about who I dated or, you know, girls, period, about anything. And, and it made it real difficult. My dad was a good dad. I don't think he ever cheated on my mother. Uh, I, he really never drank. He, he would drink like a half a can of beer on Saturday put it in the fridge and drink the other half on sunday and i'm like ooh yeah, yeah see you're with me ooh. and you know that was kind of a leave it the beaver family but you know my dad never talked he was very quiet and i know my grandpa plat that i never knew was probably the same way so i wanted something different for my family you know i wanted to instill something into my kids and and when my my first marriage i've been married once before just it was not of God I wasn't serving the Lord I'd walked away from God uh was in college and just being a college punk and you know going to school and going to parties and and never gotten any real deep trouble or anything but definitely the biggest thing was not following the Lord and and I needed that in my life but that that changed when my daughter was born when my daughter was born I got to thinking oh my gosh you know I got to get back to church and all i knew was i grew up in the catholic church so the first thing i did was went back to the catholic church and the reason i didn't go to church when i was in college i hated going to church i didn't think it was any fun i didn't learn anything uh, most of the people i knew were hypocrites even the priests were hypocrites so to me it's like why go to church when you know it's they're doing things that the bible definitely doesn't you know say or that we should do or should, they should do and but, but thank God for my mom moms continue praying for your kids you know it was because of my mother that I finally got back to church so I finally got to, back to church because of my daughter it's like you know I want my daughter to have Christ Jesus in, in her life because I don't know how people do it without Christ in their life I don't know how they do it without a loving father in their life and and you know a lot of us a lot of us don't have a parent that we can see you know a bit of God or Jesus Christ through you know some of us had parents who you know weren't they were parents by name only and and not by what they uh, did or how they acted or or how they were serving the Lord and you know that's that's hurtful that's not a good start but you know what all you parents who have kids who are here you've got a great foundation here you know you've got a legacy now through christ jesus that you can pass on to your kids we have grandkids now and and we've you know my my daughter and son-in-law they they fell away from church for a while my daughter had her first baby our first grandson it rocked her world her life was not the same so it was easier for her just to stay home not go to church so so eventually praise god she and philip went back to church and started serving the Lord the kids are going you know it's the relationships building let's put it that way so that's you know it's like all of us it, it sometimes takes time some of us are a little slow to learn than others but that's all right I wasn't too smart myself but you know what you you read the Bible and look at some of our patriarchs in the Bible Adam and Eve Woo-hoo. they messed up royally didn't they they messed us all up right from the get-go but you know what? We've got the grace of God on our side. We've got Jesus Christ. And I'm a poster child for grace. Because if it wasn't for grace, I know where I'd be. I'd be in hell. Just like every one of us. So, you know, that's, we, we've got to think about what we're going to do with our life and that plan that God has for us. And, and pray. You have to pray that God reveals that plan. You know, some of us are used mightily in God's kingdom. You know, I I look at Brian here and what he does and Christina. Oh, my gosh. You know, probably years ago, they never would have thought the ministry that they were in and the church that they were going to eventually call home. Young Kendra and her family. It's like, oh, my gosh. Look at this. And Robert Starr, you know, and their kids. I've seen just about everybody's kids grow up. And look at Mary Ann. She's a grandma now. Yeah. She's kind of in in the same predicament Brenda and I are in. Her daughter doesn't let her do anything with her grandchild so feeling it there for you girl (laughs) definitely but you know what just you just pour in Christ's love and eventually things will change you can catch more flies with honey right than you can with vinegar so you just keep loving on your family and 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 that but uh Yeah, I know when Park and Ryan were born, especially Parker, I told Brenda when we found out we were pregnant with Parker, it's like, oh, my gosh, we got to do something different in our life because with Cindy, whoo, I don't know. I didn't want another child like her, and she was tough. But you know what? Part of that was my fault. When you aren't walking in God's plans, you're kind of guessing on your own. But, but Brenda and I took some classes called Growing Kids God's Way, Fantastic classes, and, and you know I look at our sons now, and and they serve the Lord. And Parker today, I was talking to him over lunch. He and I went to lunch together. I wasn't gonna do this. <laughs> but he assured me today he was you know what I'm going to be at school and I'm going to serve the Lord you know and a lot of that's on his own Brenda and I did make a Prerequisite that if he was going to go off to school, that with us helping him go to school, that part of our requirements was he's got to be in church and he's got to continue serving the Lord because it's so easy to go off and away and lose it. I've been there, done that, I know. You know, it was so easy. I remember my mom told me, When you go to school, yeah, I lived in San Antonio and came up to Dallas to go to UTA. She goes, You make sure you go to Mass. And I looked at my mom and she should have just slapped the heck out of me. And I said, You know what? I'm not going to church. I'm going to be on my own and I'm going to do what I want to do now. And I didn't go back to church and talk about a smart aleck little kid. Yeah? You know? and, and Parker's totally different m- from me. Some ways he's worse, but some ways he's better, right? <laughs> but uh, I am so proud of him that he's going off and, and, and staying and walking you know with Christ in his life and, and you know he's, he's got a young lady that he, he really adores and you know what she wants the same thing for him you know and, and she doesn't want him to go off and just do his own thing and walk away from Christ and you know what you young people who are looking for a soulmate forever you want them to be Talking to the Lord and on their knees and praying for you and so you too, Ryan. <laughs> He's back there pointing fingers at Susie, I think. <laughs> but but you know, God does have a plan for us all. And we just have to just listen for that little still voice. Sometimes we let things in life just get in the way, and if we will just just sit back in a room and just maybe turn the lights off and just listen for that still voice you know I've got a couple other verses here in Proverbs 22 6 it says train up a child in the way he should go or she and when they are old they will not depart from it and you know what that's true so so true you know yeah sometimes like me i walked away but thank god for my mom instilling enough into my life pouring what she knew about her heavenly father and about her savior and she poured that into me and i remembered it and i went back to where i should have stayed so so that's what we've got to do with our own kids is continue pouring that into even even when you don't think they're listening to you keep doing it and then proverbs 3 5 through 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths so so we can't lean on our understanding because you know our understanding is in the flesh and it's always going to cause us problems. So if we'll keep our nose stuck in the word of God, and, and, and we're doing what God calls us to do, loving one another, loving our wife, our husband, our kids, you know, speaking truth that is is And you can't go wrong with that. So that, that's that's my message. And, and, and all I can say is just just walk the walk. You know, don't veer too far left, too far right, but try to stay in that middle road, that narrow road that, you know, Christ wants us to travel on, and and just do it. You know, life can be fun, being at church, being with one another, and uh, that's it. I just love you guys. Thank you.
0: Definitely an amazing word and it's definitely an amazing thing to know that you're you're walking in God's plan you know and when you think about your own life and how you went and did what you wanted to do and then you came back and started to serve God and then you look back on the crazy silly stuff you used to do and you're just like what was I thinking you know but you know, God has a plan for each and every one of us tonight, amen? amen. And we want uh, Robert to come up next and get a word.
2: How y'all doing tonight?
3: Good,
2: good. God is a good appetizer, Amen. I guess I'll give you a little bit of food, and Jason can finish with a dessert. You know, there's once a congressman that went to the Vietnam War, and he was saying that uh, we must train, uh, we must train soldiers in a tough way. He said, even if we have to, uh, even if some soldiers die training hard, we must keep on training them tough and hard because. That will protect the soldiers when they go to come back, amen? And that is the same thing as a Christian life following Jesus because if we don't train hard, it is real easy the devil can come and knock us out, amen? If you go to Luke 12, verse 49 to 53. Y'all there? say amen. Say, Jesus said, there's red letters I say, I came to set fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to be baptized with and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you not at all. Or, but rather division, for from now on five on five in one house will be divided, three against two, two against three. Father will be divided against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. What what he was pretty much saying is like when when we come and receive God, and, and we do a commitment to, to follow him. Um, he's going to come into our heart and give us that peace and, and unity with him that we never had before. But at the same time, he's going to cause division with our own family. That's what it's pretty much saying because a lot of family will not believe in Christ. Amen. If you, if you go two chapters down, on um, chapter 14, verse 25, turn around to the right two chapters it says now a great multitude went in with him and he turned and said to them if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother wife and children brother and sister yes even his own life he cannot be my disciple and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple you know it is it's a pretty much a hard thing you know to follow Christ it's not easy but nobody said he was easy I mean he was telling on these verses that you gotta put him as a number one priority in your life before your mother before your kids before your wife before anything and if you cannot do that you cannot be his disciple You know, he is the only God that pretty much that uh, you got to put him in top of your list at all time. So pretty much to follow him is very costly, you know. But at the same time, not to follow him is going to cost you a whole lot more, you know. Jesus... uh, said that you might even lose your life for him thank God we're in a country that we still haven't got as crazy as we beat in the Middle East but over there they're killing followers not Christians because everybody calls themselves Christian nowadays but real followers of Christ they're giving their life for Christ they're, they're not accepting the ISIS say you know accept Allah as your God or you're going to get killed and they say <laughs> do it because they're not going to reject Jesus Christ as their savior just as Jesus Christ is not going to reject them as their son and they know that in their heart amen so at the same time say you might lose your life you might your family might turn against you you know you might lose some friends but that's that's this this life that uh, we go through because we love Jesus Because Jesus first loved us, amen And at the same thing we, we gotta We gotta take off this immoral Things that we were doing wrong You know, even if, when I was Started coming to church I thought at, at first I'm gonna give an example I thought at first it was a great blessing I had, about 10 years ago I had two dump trucks and I don't know if you remember But the diesel was like at 450 a gallon so I found a a guy that I was like, oh, man, what a blessing. He gave me diesel for a dollar. i was like, phew, man, I'm doing good. Two trucks, man, going to save me about $800 a month. Probably more because I was putting like about $700 in each truck because the diesel was so high. So he, would, he was saving a bunch of money. And at first I was like, what a blessing. But, you know, the Holy Spirit said, what a blessing. That ain't for me. Because the guy was not getting from his own pocket. He was getting from a d- different company he was working for. So I had to cut that off, I say. And he was calling me. Hey, man, because that was his extra money on his side pocket. What's going on? You don't need no more diesel. I'm like, I can't do that no more. You know, I mean, I, I started to do right, bro. And, and, you know, I'm going to church, and, and I don't know that ain't right. I mean, you know, at first I thought I was getting blessed. But, you know, it was not being a blessing. It was just me doing an immoral wrong thing at that time. So, you know, we're going to change the pattern of life that we live if we really want to be followers of Christ. You know, it's not just say I received Jesus and that's it. I mean, it's going to, it's a costly thing. I mean, the Lord says, a lot of people will say, Lord, Lord, in your name we heal people, we deliver people's free. But the Lord going to say, I never knew you. Some of the iniquity. You know, because it it just more than just come in a church and look pretty and and walk the walk and talk the talk. It's about really a repentance in in your life. You know, I Google repentance, you know, and this from the Google. he said, it means the action of repenting sincerely, regret or remorse. And then he had a sentence. Each person who turns to God in a genuine repentance and faith will be safe. I mean, that's what Google say. You can hook it up real quick. It'll pop back out. You know, Lucas 13.3 says, I tell you not, but unless you repent, you, you will all be like, likewise perish. So, so following Christ, what's it going to cost you? Amen. But if you don't follow Christ, it's also going to cost you. You know, as, we watch, as we've been watching the Olympics at nighttime, we, we've been watching the swimming and, and the uh, gymnastics and, and the volleyball. them athletes, they pay a, a real big price. I mean, you see them videos since they're like four or five, they're training and training and training. They look good on TV now. They're winning gold medals and bronze medals and silver medals. But they have to pay the price to get there. You know, they train eight, ten-hour days. How much do we train for God? You know, sometimes we just say the prayer when we eat, and that's it. You know, we got to be constantly training because God said it's going to cost you. I mean, it costs him to go, I mean, come down from his kingdom to this earth to die for us and we think just because we receive Jesus we have to receive Jesus but we think that's it, it that's not it you know it, it's going to cost us you know to get to Jesus I mean he wants everybody to get to Jesus amen and the first thing that's going to cost you if you don't receive Jesus or if you don't become a follower is the peace amen the peace that you will never have in your heart the inner man the mind, the well, the heart that you know and if you don't have the peace of God you're pretty much an enemy of God because you rejected his peace you know God already came and gave his love his life because he loved us but if we reject his love that he came and died for us, we're an enemy of him. Amen. Don't take him from me. You know, we can go to the word and say in, in Isaiah 48, Isaiah 48, He said, there is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. So you might say, I'm not a bad person. I mean, I don't do nothing wrong to nobody. I don't hate nobody. But you know, if we're not in the conforming will of God, we're considered wicked to him. You know. We can say, well, I, I still go to church and I go I give tithes my offerings. But if we're really not giving all the way in, there's not really costing us, you know. Anybody can give tithes and offering. A sinner can come and give tithes and offering. You know, which would be good too, you know, be they'd be getting blessed too but anybody can do that but you really gotta It gotta cost us you know at, for uh, for me it cost me in a way that I, I went my other way after I moved out of my mom's house because my mom's house would whew, she would always hit me up even if I didn't want to she always had a chair right there beside her bed and she would read from three to five chapters just Every time we go up to her room, and you had to hear his mom, you know, and it, and it was good. I wish you know she was like a, she can quote you almost all the verses in the Bible. I wish I would have had her mind, but I don't. But that's okay though, as long as I got the same spirit that she had, it's all good. But you know, for me, I, I went the wrong way, and in, in, you know, in a short time, I was trying to enjoy the short time happiness that you know, I was like. Paul said when he went to college I was by my own I didn't go to college but well, I went a little bit but nothing I, I quit and I just started working and I started partying hard and my partner in crime over there is going to be next to me we used to come here every Thursday night college night and we were right there there's a little bar there we should check all the haters coming out or coming in and everybody you know check all the other women. who we're going to tag you know we thought that that was going to bring us happiness that was going to bring us that peace that we needed to enjoy life but he did it for a short moment but that was it that's why you see so many rock stars so many movie stars so many professional athletes they can't find that peace They, they they turn themselves into drugs then they get depressed and then a lot of them just kill themselves because they can never find that inner peace amen not knowing that at any moment they can just call the prince of peace and they will come into their heart and they will start working for them because that is like that first verse that Paul said (laughs) his thoughts is to prosper in our life but he's going to cost us he's not as simple as you know his thoughts is always there, good for us but you know what you're going to have to pay the cost he paid the cost in the cross how come we're not going to pay no cost just, oh, I'm going to receive Jesus. I'm saved. Want well, to save? I was saved? Uh uh. That ain't going to work. Amen? So, as you know, people get a, people get a frustrated, you know, with, like Paul saying, with life, with the storms that sometimes come and hit us with bills and kids being in trouble or whatever is in the life, you know. And we keep, and we lose our focus on, on, on Jesus. You know, it's like I said once before, Peter was all pumped up. He was walking on water with Jesus, and then he saw the storm beside him, and he lost that focus of Jesus, and he started drowning. But if we keep our faith and we focus, it's like Psalms 46 say, God is our shelter, our strength. I was ready to help on the time of trouble. You know, there's our only hope. So we keep Jesus in the middle of our, in focus of our life, we'd be doing all right. But the second time you, the second thing you would sacrifice if you don't serve Jesus would be the true joy in your heart. Something King David even lost, you know, after he committed that sin, you know, in Psalms says, King David said, he prayed to the Lord to restore his joy of of his salvation. You know, so many Christians, like I say, lose that lose that joy because of their sin, they're hiding. They hide that sin and they lose that joy. I mean we, we can play it off out here the smiles and, and smelling good with cologne and everything. But Jesus knows who what do we have in our heart? We we're rotting inside. Because we losing that joy. We're losing that peace that Jesus has because of that that uh, that sin we are hiding trying to hide from everybody. But he, like I say, you know, there's always three Three people that are always looking at it. It's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you can't hide from them. Amen? Sometimes, you know, people come, church members come here. They don't even clap. They don't even praise. They don't even sing. They can't even smile no more. Cause they lose the joy. You know? And some people just lose the joy because they've been so stressful in life. You know, they, they, they think that they're not going to make it. They are worrying all the time. But Matthew 11:28 say says... Come to me all you who are worried and burdened, and I will give you rest. What do you get in rest? You feel peaceful, feel strong, you got the joy that you know you're getting back all your energy. And that's what God is giving us there. But you know, we're sometimes I think the Lord and the angels just looking at us and and probably telling us like Stanford <laughs> what was that? Stanford and son, Fred Stanford y'all big dummies but you know if we just keep on believing in him he, he will restore joy you know joy that people in the, this world that don't know God had never even tasted you know and we can tap on that joy every day I mean it's crazy I, I'm working in the county and we work on county roads and I get joyful when I see all them big old clouds some are ugly and some are real beautiful I see the cows. I say, man, that's a lot of fajitas right there, you know. But I'm happy because I'm I'm joyful and, you know, it's hot. But I get a little breeze. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I needed that. But at the same time, being, trying to be a Christian, you become religious. You get a little of that religious. It's kind of like taking a flu shot. You get a flu shot. You get a symptom of the flu shot so you won't. Get that big flu disease that'll put you down. Sometimes you get a little religious, and you miss the whole blessings of God because you're so religion in your life. Amen. Third thing you would sacrifice would be your hope. Amen. Don't get mad at me. This is all the Word, but I'll tell you a joke just to break this ice. Say. Let me let me ask you this. We servant of God was the biggest lawbreaker in the Bible. Anybody want to guess? One more time. We servant of God was the biggest lawbreaker in the Bible. Who? Moses? I already knew the joke. Shh, pops. He said, Moses, he broke all Ten Commandments at one time. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people lose hope because... I was, I was checking it out on a on, uh, course on Google and Google this up, and I said, a lot of people suicide because they lose hope, because they don't feel they don't got hope. And this, this is, I guess they do it seven, every seven years. In 2014, 13 of, 80, of every 100,000, I'll give you time, Jesse, just hold on, of every, th- every 100,000 people suicide. So I think then we already got like 150 So that'd be about what? About 18 people suicide here in Denton itself. That says that in the United States there's about almost 42,000 deaths by suicide because they lose hope. So, what does that mean? The devil is working. Are we working? Are we all in trying to get some of those 42,000 souls that go into hell? I, you know I, and I'll be the first one to put myself out there I, I ain't working that hard you know but in Psalms 146 5 it says happy is who has the God of Jacob for didn't oh, let me start happy is he who ha- has the God of Jacob for his help whose hope is in the Lord his God you know Paul said we're saved by hope amen You know, every time I I think about hope, 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 hope. Job. Job was the strongest man, I think, because, you know, he lost everything. The devil came and attacked him personally. He never lost hope in God. After all he went through, he never lost hope in God. Because a lot of people like to make treasures here on earth. There's nothing wrong as long as you put treasures first in heaven. Amen? It, it, it'd be pretty cool if you have treasures here and in heaven. But I would rather have more treasures in heaven. Amen? And that treasure can be those 40,000 people that suicide every day, every year. Because like Mark eight thirty six, what well, will profit a man that gains the whole world but loses his soul. I'm going to skip a little bit because is next and he got good dessert. But the last thing, that's going to cost you not following Jesus Christ is eternal life you know again in 2014 72% of Americans believe in heaven only 58 believe in hell but you know it's going to cost you not following Christ eternal life with Jesus the Lord of Lords amen because the Bible says there is a heaven and a hell if you believe or not you know hell is an eternity ever burning wrath of God a suffering tournament from which there is no escape or no relief that's forever because we decide not to be believers here on this earth for this small time, like Paul was talking about a little bit earlier but the worst thing is the separation of God in hell we're going to be separated from God forever so are you ready to pay the cost to follow Jesus in a complete way so make your choice today, because tomorrow might be too late.
0: Amen. That was a good word, Amen. So you just ask yourself, how much has it cost you to serve God? And if it take you a while. We're going to have altar call tonight. Amen? Amen. So we're going to have Jesse come up and give a word. Y'all give him a hand as well.
4: How are we doing tonight? Everybody good? Everybody awake? Well, the title of our message is going to be called, uh, it's going to, see here let go of your past Uh, it's gonna be um, I'm gonna read out of Ephesians well first I'm gonna pray right quick dear heavenly father I thank you for having us here tonight father I thank you for these good words father and father I just pray father god that you would anoint my word father god that you would speak through me heavenly father That it would be not not me speaking, but you, Lord Jesus. Father God, I pray that you would touch every heart that's here, Father God, and and for all of us to get something out of this message, Father. Father, I love you and I thank you, and I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you're going to turn your your Bibles to Ephesians, it's going to be 2, 1, 2, 3. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. in which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in lust, our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh of the mind, and we were by nature children children of wrath just as others. And church us he's made alive we once lived this way in our own fleshly desires but God has cleansed us from our sins our, our fleshly desires he made us new why look back being born again is meant to reverse the way he want, we once were apart from Christ now <clears throat> now that we are all renewed in our spirit and no longer serve our fleshy desires. We keep looking forward and believing that we have been forgiven for our sins. And that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Don't let the evil one deceive you from that lie. Don't let him, you know, take that hope that we have. You know, don't let the devil, you know, confuse you. You know, we are a new creation in Christ already. You know, he renewed us and we got to believe that. We got to have faith And keep on believing that we are saved. You know, don't let the devil deceive you. Don't let him lie to you because he's a liar. And of course, the fight's already—it's been won already. But there's times we don't see that big picture. We don't, you know, see that this one's this fight's already won. Don't give up. Keep pressing through. Keep having hope. You know, he loves you. He loves every single one of us here, and he has a a hope for us. Right, uh, Philippians 3.13.14 you have to go there if you don't want I'm going to go back to Ephesians here in a minute but brethren I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching to those things that are ahead I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus <clears throat> don't live in a lie we have been made new through Christ now we need to reach out to what's good press through stay strong in christ believe with all of your heart that he has something good for us and our loved ones keep believing that our family and friends one day will be saved if they're not already saved keep striving for what is good stay hungry for god regardless of the situation keep holding on, he will never leave us or forsake us. You know, all that he wants is for, you know for us to do the best that we can. You know, we're not gonna we're not perfect. We're not. We'll never be perfect. You know, but you know all he wants is for us to hold on and keep having faith in him and just you know stay hungry for him. You know, regardless of our situations, regardless of you know what you know we the things that we may be facing in life. You know, um, it's it's hard for me sometimes. Like you know, I've been. We've been coming here I guess for about two years now. This month'll be two years and I mean, I want more of God, you know. This is something that I've never felt, it's something that I never experienced, you know, and now my you know, my kids coming to church, my daughter Cassie over here, love her. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's hard because um, you know, my, I have a son that's already you know, Anthony's already seventeen years old. You know, by that age I already had a daughter. You know, I was already a dad, you know, and and I was, you know, living in my own ways and And it scares me sometimes, but, you know, I feel in my spirit that if I keep holding on, keep doing what is right, you know, my kids are going to be, you know, they're going to walk the duration that, you know, I didn't didn't have, you know, we got to keep having faith and keep believing. It's a scary thing that, you know, that my kids would, you know, go through, you know, go the path that I went through. It's it's a very scary thing. And, you know, if we just keep believing in him, you know, he wouldn't leave us or forsake us, like it says. If you want to turn your Bibles to Ephesians. I'm gonna read out of let's see uh four chapter four seventeen through twenty-four. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the fulfillingness of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts who being past feeling have given themselves over to the lewdness to, to work all in cleanseness with greediness but you have not let's see oh, I lost my place. <laughs> but you have not so learned Christ if indeed you have heard him and been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grew corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which created according to God in the true righteousness of the holiness. see church our faith demands a change of lifestyle. The lifestyle that we once lived <clears throat> and to give God all the glory we are called to be citizens of God's kingdom not of this world don't walk in your fleshy desires we should walk in the spirit and humble ourselves we don't serve men we serve the king of the universe Jesus please God and not man you know church There's times that I mean You know, all this is new to me, and I I know every day I learn something new. You know, God got to hope for us. You know, there's times that we don't really see that. We don't see that picture. We don't see the bigger picture. You know, but God, he he would, you know, if we just keep pressing through and let our past go, because there's times that we just keep living in the past. I'm putting myself on blast, like, you know, for a year and a half, you know, I've been coming to church for two years, but for a year and a half, I was always, of myself I was always you know feeling ashamed because because of my past because everything that I did you know I was always holding on to that for the longest and I could just feel myself not growing I could feel myself not doing more for God and and finally you know I just said forget it you know I'm done with it I'm not going to worry about the things that I used to do you know I mean you know why should I you know I need to believe that I'm a new creation that I am saved that God's going to give me life again and church we all you know he has a plan for every single one of us. You know there's times that, you know, you know, you know. We're, I guess I had a fear. You know, I don't. I was scared to really, you know, step into. You know, I never imagined that I would be standing up here ever. I mean, it would never cross my mind. I mean, I couldn't talk in front of nobody, and it, it's a hard thing. But you know, God will use you. He wants to use every single one of us that are here. You know, we just got to have faith. You know, hold on. Let your leave your past alone. You know, just. Walk out of it. Walk out in faith. Step in faith. You know, this is when, where our faith should really kick in, you know. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid, you know. We're all here for each other. You know, God will use us in a mighty way. Regardless of, of our past, regardless of our situations, regardless of what we've done, we're forgiven already. You know, we got to really sit down and really think about it and believe it. Believe that he saved us. Believe that, you know, he, we, got, you know we have a future with him. You know, we, like, like, you know like they are saying earlier, you know, we're not here. You know, eternally, you know, we're just passing through, you know, but we got to give glory, you know, God all the glory. You know, our blessed hope is in heaven, in the kingdom of God. You know, that's where we should look look past, look towards, you know, th- look towards that goal, look towards, you know, the kingdom of God. You know, I'm going to give my little testimony. I um, you know, I'm, you know, a lot of you have heard it already, but, you know, I was living through addictions for 20 years. At 15 years old, I smoked my first joint. At, you know 15 years old you know my daughter's 14 and I, and I just keep you know thinking about that 15 years old you know I started drinking you know you know a little here and there I started smoking more and then you know of course at 17 I had you know, I had my daughter at 17 years old so me and her mom were together maybe for I guess a couple of months after that I'm not too sure how long it was but you know we separated so that that really hurt me I mean I was You know, down. I was like, man, I mean, and I felt like a failure. I felt lost. I felt hopeless. I was like, man, you know, I I never tried to get back with her or nothing. I just let it go. Well, my problem was that I turned myself to drugs and to alcohol. I started drinking more. I started drinking liquor at 16 years old, 17 years old, you know, um, drinking heavier at 18 years old, just, you know, doing more and more. At 19 years old, I started doing cocaine, you know, smoking weed drinking and cocaine all at the same time 18 years old I was already I thought I was already far gone I was like man I'm done you know I, mean, I can't I can't get that up I mean it's something that you know the lifestyle that I chose and I felt like I was gonna live like that forever well one thing that hit me harder you know I was about I guess 20 years old I had a brother-in-law that you know I grew up with him you know I guess about he was in our life as I was about eight or nine years old well, you know, he was living the fast life, too. You know, he was living the fast life, partying every day. You know, he had, he had three nephews, and my sister and him had. And, you know, he was just that, that bad example for him. You know, I was treating him bad, and I was like, man. So, you know, I, we're real close, though. Well, then one day he called He called me that they were going to have a fish fry. So, you know, he asked me and my wife to go there, which was Atlanta. You know, we weren't married at the time, but he asked us to go over there. And I said, yeah, we'll be there. So, of course, you know, when we get there. And I see everybody, I saw the people running, scattered all over the place, you know, yelling and screaming. I'm like, what's going on? to so my wife, like, man, something's not right. I mean, something's happening here. So I get off by myself first, and I see his sister-in-law, and I was like, what happened? And she's like, well, you know, the surgeon, that was his name, you know, um, he shot himself. I'm like, what? He shot himself? It can't be. It can't be. I mean, you know, he didn't even like guns. I was like, how's he going to shoot himself? Well, I look down, and I see him laying in the boat. I was like, man, you know, there's no blood, no nothing. He's just laying in the boat like he was sleeping his brother was holding him and he, he starts yelling at me you know to help me help me you know help me wake him up help me wake him up I was like man so I run down there and you know I try to wake him up and I already you know I just felt it I was like man he's gone I was like man I mean I couldn't believe that and of course the ambulance finally got there put him in the ambulance 20 minutes later they come out and they're like he's gone i was like what crushed me I was like man I mean he was in his 30s, you know. I'm 37 now, but he was in his 30s. I was like, man, he it can't be, it can't be true. I mean, it can't be. Well, that passed, and of course, I started getting into harder drugs in. I started smoking meth. I was on meth for a long time. Speed, meth turned into um, I'm sorry, it was crank speed, and it turned into meth. 15 years of my life, I was on meth. Just because of my problems, just cause you know, because of my past, just because I was holding on to that, just, you know, I couldn't let go of the fear that I had anymore. I was just, you know, I was too far gone. I mean, a meth addict, you know, 3%, you know, well, one thing, you know, God delivered me from that. You know, I started coming to church delivering me from that, without rehab, without nothing. You know, he delivered me from meth, from smoking, from, you know, cigarettes, marijuana, alcohol, and all that. He delivered me from that. That's a feeling that I never felt in my life. You know, when I came up, up here and he touched me. I was like, man, you know, but if God can do that for me, if God can set me free from all those addictions for 20 years of my life, living in sin, dying every single day, just dying, you know, he can do the same for you. You know, maybe y'all are not going through those things. Maybe y'all are not even going through a little speck of that. But trust me, whatever it may be, you know, you're here now. Everybody's forgiven already. Believe that. We are saved. We are a new creation. And God, you know. You know God is so good. I mean, He's awesome. I mean, you know, being up here, it's like it's still wake up. I'm still like, you know, in the day, it's still like, whoa. You know, I never, I can never imagine this. But you know, but if God has saved me from that, what else can I give Him? My whole, I got to give Him my heart. I got to give Him everything that I have. He's the only one that set me free from all those things. He's the only one that did not leave me, even though I didn't see Him there. He did not leave me through those things. You know, we are here for a reason. And that's to save souls, you know, to get people out there. Of course, we've got to start in this house first. And then from here, you know, everything else is history. Just believe, people. Believe that he has a hope for y'all. We are saved. I mean, that's, I mean, that's all I can tell. I can keep telling y'all that over and over. But believe that y'all are here for a reason. Don't give up. The road is going to get tough, but don't give up. Stay, stay holding on. You know, we've got kids looking at us. You know, see how we're going to act. See how, what we're going to do. Don't give up. Uh, please, I'm telling you, I'm begging you, I don't give up. Jesus loves every single one of us the same. He would use every single one of you. It's a hard walk, but don't give up. Keep on coming. You know, don't worry about what anybody out there thinks about you. Don't worry about that. That was my problem. I was always worried about what he and she's going to think about me. Even my friends, you know, I don't have none of my friends. But, you know, Robert's the only one that, you know, didn't give up on me. He kept on praying for me. Kept on inviting me to church. All my other friends. They're gone. I see them in the streets. They run from me. It's like, really? I mean, I'm trying to, you know, they knew the lifestyle that I was living. They knew, you know, I'm not going to say I lost everything. They knew that I, had, I lost everything. And now I'm, I'm trying to, you know, show them what God's doing in my life. And they they just, you know, they don't want to talk to me. They just, you know, take off the other direction. I'm like, man, really? You know, but it's okay, though. What we have, though, we can still keep praying for those people. Keep praying for those people regardless of how they treat us, regardless of what they think of us. Keep on praying for them and hold on. You know, this is just the beginning right here. This is just the beginning. You know, God has more for us. You know, we just gotta stay on. Stay, you know, stay holding on. You know, it don't matter how old you are, God will still use you. You know, just don't give up, people. For real. I mean, it's a hard thing, it's a hard thing, you know, but just know that it's harder. Living out there in sin, dying and sin. You know, we're already in here. Stay holding on. Stay in the water. Don't give up, Frank. Don't give up, Frank. God has a hope for you. He's going to use you. Just keep holding on, brother. I'm telling you. I feel it. Don't give up. Every single one of you, do not give up. Regardless of what you're going through. Regardless of your struggle. Regardless of your financial needs. Whatever you may need. Don't give up. Stay holding on. You know, he loves every single one of us. I can keep telling you that over and over and over. He loves us. He has a future for us. And, you know, we're in this house for a reason. You know, one thing that's been on my heart for a while, you know, um, I told myself I wasn't going to say it, but, you know, I feel like there's times that we judge each other sometimes. I mean, it's just something that I feel, you know, I don't know if if it's just me or what, you know, but we need to encourage each other. We're, We're here as a family for each other, you know don't judge each other you know love on each other you love on each other I mean that's something that I try to do encourage each other you know God has us all here for something he can use you 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 in a different in a different ways that he can't use me you know stay holding on love each other encourage each other he has a good hope for us I'm telling you we I feel like if we do that you know the church will really start growing we'll start seeing all these seats you know filled up there's something going on that he's not doing that, you know. But, don't you know, he loves us and he has us here for a reason. Just stay holding on. Let go of your past. Don't worry about that. Don't be afraid, you know, of your future. Our future is with Christ Jesus and believe that. Love you guys.
0: man God is God is definitely an amazing God and and when you just think about those those messages and the message that God was speaking to us and I know each and every one of us can draw something different from those three messages but for me, God spoke to me and, and during those three messages and just said that God has a plan for us. But we have to trust in him with all of our hearts, all of our minds, all of our souls. And as the musicians come up, um, you know, we just think about that and 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 how we lean on our own understanding when God clearly tells us don't don't worry about what what you think because I'm an amazing God and I can do the impossible and all he's asking us to do is to trust him and then he says that this fight is not going to be an easy fight because we continue to have to fight ourselves I mean a lot of times We think that the fight is hard Because we got to go fight the world that's, that's the easy part The hard part is fighting ourselves Ourselves and saying you know what I want to get up And read the Bible this morning But I sure am tired So I'm going to go ahead And sleep a little bit longer Only to be woke up To life and then you have to go and then you don't get that time to read your word and, and then you say you know what God I'm going to read later and then we get busy during that day and we never get the chance to read the Bible that day that's the hard part and saying you know what I'm going to sacrifice what I want to do and I'm going to do what God wants me to do that's the hard part that's, that's when you say I know that I have an addiction but my addiction, my addiction, don't compare to what God has for me. So addiction, I'm gonna put you out of the way, and I'm gonna put God first. And when we realize, and and when we put God first, there is nothing that He can't do for us. He can, He can take those addictions away. He can take an alcoholic and 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 and. And, and take that alcohol addiction away from him. He can take a meth addict and take that addiction away from him. If we choose God first. But but the world to tell us that once we're alcoholic, we're always an alcoholic. The world to tell us that once we're a meth addict, we're always one. And we're always gonna fight those temptations. That's a lie from the devil. Because I'm living proof right now that I can go and I can go to a liquor bar right now and not have to worry about a drink. Because God delivered me Not anything that I did I didn't follow 12 steps I didn't do any of those things But God says son Put me first and I got you Daughter put me first And I got you Don't worry about anything else And then when the world tried to tell us about our past Our past means nothing Because when we came down to this altar And we said Jesus Be the Lord of my life once we said those words everything in our past was wiped away Jesus don't remember any of those things it's it's the devil and and it's the world that, that continues to tell us hey remember those things you used to do remember those things you used to do but God says I don't remember any of those son I don't remember any of those daughter so stop worrying about those things in the past focus on me and when you focus on me I'll take you where you never even thought you could go. I'll put you on a stage. I'll put you on a pulpit where you're talking to people. And I know you don't even like talking to people. I mean, it's just an amazing thing to know that God is an amazing God. Let's bow our heads tonight. And I just want to ask that question of, have you put the Lord Jesus first in your life? I'm not talking about have you made a commitment? Have you said, Jesus, I want you to be Lord in your life? I'm asking you tonight, have you done that? Have you put Jesus Christ first in your life? Over everything. And just like the word says that we'd come against our brothers and our mothers and daughters and everybody. Have we put Jesus number one in our lives? And if you can't say that you have a 100% assurity tonight, I just ask you to raise your hand and put it back down. And we'd like to pray for you. I see your hand, young man. I thank you so much. And I'd just like to ask if you've, if you, maybe you've made that commitment before, but tonight you want to make a commitment tonight to say, Jesus, from this day forward, I will put you first. I don't know everything that you're going to do. But I will trust in you, Lord. And if that's you tonight, I just want you to raise your hand and put it back down. Say, Jesus, you are number one in my life. I see your hand. Let us all stand tonight. Let us all come down to the altar tonight. And we'd just like to sing a, a little bit of this song and just give, Lord, Let's give our Lord some praise tonight. And those that raised your hands, just know that that decision is a real one and a decision you will have to make every single day of your life. Let us sing the song. tonight Lord Jesus we thank you we love you you are an amazing God only you can save us Lord we ask that you come into our hearts and make yourself king Lord we believe with all our hearts that you died and rose again on the third day and we confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord. Write our names in the Lamb's book of life. And we thank you. And we can't wait to spend eternity with you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 we love you Jesus and um this Friday we'll be having breakaway at the at Laura and Chris's house and if you know of anyone that has an addiction or anything to alcohol have a problem with alcohol anything to do with alcohol please invite them out and please come with them amen And that will be 7 o'clock this Friday. Amen. And the talent show is this Sunday.